Oh, God, I'm in pain this morning. Do you know, you know you're getting older when you wake up and everything aches. I know what old people feel like now when they say, do you know, it'll be such a bliss to wake up in the morning and not be achy, achy, wakey pain and stuff like that. And, and my sh- What have you done? My head hurts. It's because my spiked oh, hair. falling apart. No, it's because I've used this really strong gel. And really? I've got headphones on. So I put gel on this morning onto uh, my hair. and Because I wanted to spike it up this morning because I thought I'd go for a different look. And, uh... Well, normally, I would jump in there and accuse you of not having any hair. But today, what has happened? Ta-da! Hair. You have hair? Yes. Is it glued on? No, it's all mine. It's grown. It's just that I'm, I am in need of a haircut. No, and leave it. It feels so nice. Yes, but you can't walk around so that people can feel your hair. Yes, you can. I mean, I do have particularly beautifully soft hair. It is so soft. It it's, is like, it's like stroking a little kitten. Yes. And, in fact, that's, uh, that's what it is on my head. It is, in fact, a little kitten. Well, I did notice the little tag. <laughs> the little tag. Do you know, honestly, I'm, I must tell you in the newsroom this morning, because there's, a, there's a, 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 an order that people trek into the building... And uh, so at the moment, Clemency is there when I came in this morning. It could be, could be somebody different. And, uh, and then Michael Trabulsi arrives in and he starts undressing in the middle of the floor because he arrives on, well, he calls it a motorbike. I call it a hairdryer with wheels on it. And, uh, and so he, he wears his sort of wet weather gear. And then he comes up with this morning, if you please. Has anybody noticed how many birds there are singing? And I thought he'd gone off his trolley because he eats a lot of chocolate. And it's obviously to keep his, uh, his strength up. So when, when he was talking about birds singing, I had no idea what he was on about. He thinks they're blackbirds. In this city? Well, that's what I was... I mean, and, and I, he, he thinks... It, and I said, well, what that proof? He said, I think it's an indication that spring has started. So I said, oh, right, spring has... So I thought perhaps he's off his... Because tr- he's on a motorbike with his, with his helmet on. I wouldn't have thought you could hear anything through that at all, but he apparently heard the birds. So I thought I'd ask you out there if... You've also been hearing the birds, because it, I... Well, it might not be a proper motorcycle helmet. It might just be one of those little helmets, you know... No, but it well, looks Barbie. like George Jetson or something like that. No, a little Barbie on the side. A little Barbie, yes. Do you know, I wouldn't put that past him. But, anyway, um, and so he's hearing all these birds. Are you hearing the birds singing first thing in the morning? Do let me know, 84850, uk. And uh, somebody's asked me, being a food expert, what's the difference between a pancake and a crepe? Uh, well, pancakes are nice and crepes are crap. That's all I can tell you. £6.50. That's £6.50 is the difference. <laughs> yes, you go out and everywhere they go, uh, we do a crepe, and you go, oh, what do I have with? A banana and chocolate. Oh, no. And, it's every, to be and they and slice sugar. up a banana over it, and then they squeeze some, some of that chocolate spread stuff. Ugh. And people go, oh, this is so yummy. Make them at home. Lemon and sugar. Make it at home. So that's the difference between a pancake, threepence, and a crepe, £6.50. And that's it. But if the birds are singing, it's different. Do you know what we've got round, uh, round our way? Rooks. 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 Have you seen them? Well, They're not recently. They're enormous. Rooks are absolutely huge. Isn't that what they've got at the Tower of London? Uh, ravens. Oh, it's ravens, isn't ravens it? Ravens at the Tower of London. And their wings What's are What's the between a raven and a rook? Uh, one lives in a posh house and the other one doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean they're different? Oh, the size, think, I think. Yeah, is it Ra- the ravens size? Are, are not as big as rooks. You sure? No, it's the other way around. You don't I think, know. I think, actually, ravens are bigger than rooks. Although the rooks yeah. that we've got are quite big. I think they've overeaten. <laughs> and we've got the fattest pigeons, but luckily the only decent ones around our way are under the wheels of my car. But what <laughs> I mean is, how do you know it's not ravens where... Uh, they where might be. Uh, where? At the Tower of London? No, where you are. Uh, uh, they might, to be honest with you, they might be. But I tell you one thing, they're very good. These big birds around our way, and I don't well, mean the old fat lardies with the, uh, with the G-strings pushing the brams, but these other ones can sit on the top of the rubbish bins, they can obviously smell 
food and they can pick a bag off, hold it with their their claw and open the bag to find the food. You've never seen like it. I mean, they're, they're far more adventurous than they used to be. Hello? Right. Well, I'm facing the wrong way again. No, I'm just right. thinking that's nothing spectacular, is it? Most birds do things like that. Well, I think it's fairly clever to watch. Well, yes, if they untied the but bag... But they don't make a noise, t- they go... Took the lid caw, off. Caw, caw, caw. That's what they do. Yeah. They're a little bit of pigeons going... Well, they go, if they're under the wheels of my car. <laughs> just they're about to say something to their friends. They've gone completely. Right. Yeah. Yes, no, I think most birds you'll find can actually get into the bags. Yeah, well, like I that. think it's clever to watch. I've never seen it before. It's like fox, well, I as, as, they, as they're ripping open your bin bags and spreading all the rubbish around. No, 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 it's the fact they can then tie them in a bow afterwards and do that. I think that's quite clever. Don't think that's clever? I've got a special how low this morning. Hello. Which is lovely, actually. It's my very own personal one. It's uh, a Nintendo Wii. Ooh. Only on this programme. Only for me. Only for me and for, for you listening. But I have to thank a number of people. Because you know we get people who listen to this programme and they're all over the country. Well, have you found who the furthest person away is? Uh, probably Dubai, I would think. Yeah, I meant in this country. Oh, in this country. Uh, I don't know. I've got a lady here from Fleetwood. Oh, I know Fleetwood. In Lancashire. Do you? It's next door to Blackpool. OK, her name's Stella. And uh, she sent me a, a Tom Lehrer in concert CD. She said, I absolutely have so much to thank you for, for uncontrollable giggles, to the delights of twinkling umbrellas, umbrellas and come dine with me. Aww. She said, and I love hearing about all the people. She said, Noreen, hope Brian is OK, Ray of Balham, Bryn and Annie, and my godchildren. She says, I never, ever thought that I would listen to a radio programme that would make me want to turn on every morning to find out what everybody was doing. She said, it's like being a member of a giant club, even though she's up in Fleetwood in Lancashire. Oh. She said, and I wanted to let you know how much you've brightened my life. She needs help. She does need help. It yes. is true, actually. But uh, not, not as much help as Val in Morpeth. Well, what's happened there? Well, Val says, when I emailed you to tell you I could hear you loud and clear in Northumberland via DAB radio, you said you didn't know much about it. So she sent me books on Northumberland. And, I mean, in fact, not only books, she sent me every brochure she can find. I mean, it's, it's a lovely area. It is lovely, she said, but if you come up here, wear your thermals. There you go. Well, you've got plenty of thermals. I have got plenty of thermals. Although you don't need ones for your head now. You've got hair. <laughs> Heat will not be escaping. My God, think, well, how many things has she said well, to you? Well, she said tons. And also, I mean, I have to be honest, I, I could quite happily live up in the north of England. Because i tell you why. Everybody seems so friendly. And yet most of the trouble I seem to read about in the papers down here comes from up north. And it's such a shame because I think we've got such a beautiful country rapidly being pulled apart by people who come over here and go, Asylum. Asylum. And we start handing money out willy-nilly, left, right and centre. We've got a bunch of MPs who just sponge off us and tend to do very little. And now we've got uh, the royal family who do very little. But I've got a question for you this morning. You might not know this. Do we still have to call Sarah, Duchess of Pork, the Duchess of Pork, or is she just Sarah Ferguson now? Do you know what? I don't know. I thought that she was stripped of her title. What makes you think she isn't? Because she's separated from Prince Andrew. No, no, what makes you think she isn't um, separated from that title? Well, I thought she was. Yeah, but you're now doubting that. Well, I'm not sure, because I heard um, uh, Alan Titchmarsh yesterday kept calling her Sarah, Duchess of York, and I kept thinking, I don't think you need to call her Duchess of York anymore. Well, I'm sure. She's, she's just a, a free spirit, as an she always was, uh, who gets photographed topless, having her toes sucked, has brought up two, two girls, tells vulgar jokes, and, uh, and people bow and scrape to her, and I've got no idea why. No, I've, I, I do question that. I, I, I always question Sarah Ferguson, who's, I mean, Alan Titchmarsh was sort of with, I mean, I love Alan Titchmarsh, I love the show. I'd, I'd get rid of a couple of people on it, but that's just my opinion. When did he interview her? 
yesterday. And yet he was calling a Duchess of York yesterday. He said we'll have more from Sarah, Duchess of York, later. But then it must be the case, because I'm sure they would have corrected him. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not you're supposed to call her that. Well, I'd have thought she would have corrected him if, if that wasn't the no, case. No, she's not going to say, by the way, don't call me Sarah, Duchess of York. Well, I'm sure maybe not her, but the people with her will say, no, you don't call her that. You think so? Of course. Well, I don't know. It's like they tell me, you know, what things I can't call you on air before I get Yes, here. yes. Well, I also have a list of things that you can't call me on air. <laughs> one of them is fat, the other is intelligent, and the other one is, that's a full head of hair you've got there. Oh, by the way, I discovered what your real name is. I'm not going to tell you how I discovered it, but I discovered it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You find it on the internet? Uh, maybe. Mm. Or I might have been told by somebody. Told by somebody? Yeah. Like, like for whom? You know, just a strange man I met in the street somewhere. Who? No, who, who, who told no, you? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Morris Winthrop the Fourth. Oh. oh, who told? No, I'm not telling you. Because whoever it is, I know they're in trouble. They're in big trouble, <laughs> big big trouble. Actually, it's stranger. I'm, I'm going to uh, for my birthday. Sorry, Morris, I can't say it. Say it again. <laughs> I'm going um, on. Ho- I'm going to Paris for the day. When? On my birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice are you going on the Eurostar? Yes, you first class. Well, of course, you can only go first class. I know, but that's why, I, you know, but on a train, you don't know if you go right or left, so we're going first class. Have you ever been on the Eurostar before? No. Oh, it's a fabulous journey. Yeah. But then my friend phoned me back, and she said, uh, she said well, it's all sorted, we, we, we're going on the, um, on the Eurostar first class to Paris. She said, are you excited? I went, not really, no. Because the trouble is, I don't get excited by things. I remember getting my first brand new car, and thinking, I should be really excited, but I just don't do excitement like that. I get more excited doing a radio programme, but I can't go, ooh, I've got a new car, I've got a new car. Can't do it. Same way as I go, I'm going to Paris. It's just Paris. If somebody said, you're going to fly to the moon, then I'd be marginally more excited, but not that excited. So what, what are you going to do there for the day? Because well, it's a very short trip then. Uh, yeah, we'll probably get the train back about five. They're an hour ahead, so we leave here, I think, at 8.20. So we get there 11.20. Have lunch? No, we'll have had lunch on the train. No, you'll have had breakfast on the train. Brunch. Okay, brunch. They do brunch, okay, which is a combination between breakfast and lunch, so we'll have that on the train. And then when we get there, we'll go and do some sightseeing. I'll probably go and buy some stuff. Uh, probably go to Marks and Spencer's. You and, probably will, actually. Uh, yes, probably will. And, uh, and then do a bit of sightseeing, have some pictures taken up uh, uh, of us up the uh, Tour de Fell, and that'll be quite nice. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll probably meet a man who smells of garlic. And, More uh, we'll than likely. Probably have an ice cream or something. Oh, right. Yeah, and then we'll get the train back at about five, which we'll get in here at about six... That's right, yes. Because we're an hour we're an hour backwards. And then you've got to get it back over to your... And I shall get home, area. yeah. Mm. Which would be quite nice, actually. So, But I can't get excited over it. I, I'm not... I had to... I, I said, I'm not, you know, like a child. I'm not five years old. Yeah, but you still get excited about a day trip. It's well, I, I get excited you know, if I wasn't racked in pain. If my little body wasn't racked with pain, I'd probably be more excited. Why? But lovely to see you wearing that uh, shirt I gave you so generously the other week. £29.50. Times two. Times two. And £12 for the tie, which you're not wearing. But it is lovely. Particularly yeah, good uh, on uh, you. It's fabulous. I think it looks amazing. It does look good on you, actually. I, uh, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. £29.50, honestly. What a generous person. Uh, 84850, steve at uk, And... Uh, I did just... down. Sorry? Sorry, what? I was just talking about Eider your hair. Down. Sorry, your hair looks like Oh, my Eider hair. Down. It feels like it. It's funny, isn't it? Everybody thinks that my hair's get, but my hair is beautifully soft. It is soft. I'm going to go and touch it again at the break. Oh, you. I think we'll have the news headlines. <laughs> These are the stories you're waking up to at 5.15. On the 10th anniversary of a report which accused the Met Police of being institutionally racist, a conference is being held in London to look at what's changed. The McPherson report followed the murder of black teenager Stephen Lawrence in South East London in 1993. 
An Essex police investigation into the death of a man at Michael Barrymore's home is expected to be condemned as flawed from the start when a report's released later. And a memorial to the Queen Mother will be unveiled near Buckingham Palace later. It includes a £2 million statue which portrays her as she was in 1951, more than 50 years before her death. Let's have a check on the uh, roads this morning. It's a very smart this morning. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll start with the M4. It's closed. Uh, east about people we fancy in the building today. It's come down to... It's amazing, actually. And then the producer, Amanda, has come up with there is somebody for everybody in the world. You know, Finding them before you die is the problem, isn't it, really? And yet... Yeah, you know, somebody to... on some Caribbean island goes, you know, I really fancy Steve Allen. And you go, but we're never likely to meet. No. Never likely to meet. I saw my, my double once on a station. You've not got a double. Absolutely. Everybody's got a double. Listen, it's not that's a cruel. You should not talk about the Fat Controller from Thomas Tank Engine <laughs> like that. Don't but I was standing down. on Hammersmith Station for some reason, some years ago, and on the opposite platform was me. It was me. To all intents and purposes, it, it was me. And I looked, and this person looked at me, <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> It's a mirror. So you do the usual thing. You move your head a bit backwards and forwards <laughs> to see if the other... And it didn't move. And it was me. And then the train came in and, and me got on it. That's very bizarre. On the other... It was most odd. Most odd. Anyway, birds singing in the garden. Uh, Martine puts it down to too much artificial light keeping them away. Because I often wonder whether or not birds actually just sort of sit on a branch, nod off and fall off. Do they? Well, I don't know if they did. I've never seen horses one. sleep standing up, don't they? So do cows, unless you push them over. Unless you put that right, and cows <laughs> then fall over, which I quite like. Uh, and uh, Leia in Stamford Hill says, I noticed the birds singing a couple of hours ago. Seemed like they suddenly woke up. Do you think it is the first day of spring and they've got, you know, something well, to sing about? It's still quite dark outside. Yeah, it, it is quite. Uh, Wayne, Wayne... Says, living... I don't know why we don't... Wayne, I'm so sorry. Uh, living in New Zealand, can I claim to be your furthest away listener? He says, if it helps my case, at times, New Zealand can feel like living on another planet. I don't think you can get much further away than New Zealand, can you? I don't know, actually. Well, let's think about it. It's the other side of the world, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear from somebody in the Antarctic. Yeah, but that's not further away, is it? Why is that further away? I, further. I just said I'm still waiting. Yes, you did. You mentally thought that must be further away. You I have a present in for there. you, because I know you're going to moan about it all day. Ooh, if you, oh, oh yeah. I like the bag. Therefore, you like the bag. Did you find them? I did. <gasps> That's them! Is that them? Oh, I love you. Now, we went to... Alan phoned me yesterday, and I, I was determined not to actually... Uh, well, I'll do my how low in a second. Oh. I was determined not to... Uh, not to answer the call, because generally phones you, goes, oh, could you get me this, could you get me that? And it's, what? What? it's constant stop. bleating. No, stop. And so I said to him, I said, well, listen, Alan, you know, I don't have much money at the moment, I've just paid a VAT bill, and uh, times me? are a bit hard. Excuse me, talking. I offered to pay for talking, these. put your hand up. I'm busy. And uh, so anyway, so he said, you remember those cupcakes you bought me for my birthday? And I went, yeah. He said... Well, it was I, actually my birthday. We don't talking. Oh. We don't have uh, any waitrose in my area. It's still talking. <laughs> and uh, if you want to go to the toilet, just go quietly. But don't don't disrupt the whole class. And uh, and so I said, all right, I'll go and get you the cupcakes. But they, I was going to get you two. What do you mean two? Two boxes because no, he, no, no, too many. Well, I did I did in the end get you two boxes. <laughs> but these ones have got a different design on. They've got hearts. Yeah, those look like they're for a little girl. Well, they're both called fairy cakes, whether you like it or not. Uh, you have to eat these by March. No, no worry there. So there's those They'll be ones. done before the break. Absolutely. And these ones are, are delicately light and fancy fairy cakes, but they've got hearts and... Uh, they look like those little things that you get in bags with a little bit of biscuit and little icing... Uh, ice gems. They're also pink. Yeah. Yeah, they look like it's they're a for cake. girls. It's a ca- yeah. 
It's a cake. What, what are you trying to say? I don't discriminate. What, so what are you trying to say then? You can eat. Listen, I mean, I bet you've got pink shirts in your wardrobe. I might have. Well, there you go then. You. Doesn't make you a girl, does it? Yeah, but the way you said it then was very derogatory. You're making it out that I'm a girl. I'm very big and butch, thank you very much. Well, yes, anyway. There you go. So that you. What are you saying? Those... I'm camp. No. Well, since when have I ever been camp? No, I mean, I didn't want to mention it. How dare you? I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. How dare you? I didn't want to mention it. But I have got a special hello. Hello. Thank you. Uh, this one is a Nintendo Wii. Woo-hoo. So if you want to get the weight off... Oh, and, here uh, we go again. And get rid of your See, man boobs. it started straight... What man boobs? There's no man boobs here. Well, it's not now you've got that band on that suppresses them. Because yeah, if you took noticed. that band off, I know, mm. you'd be out there, wouldn't you? With a rival, You'd be rivalling Jordan. Who mm. incidentally went to Elton John's party and Victoria Beckham was there. And you know Victoria Beckham and Jordan don't talk. Yes. And apparently, Victoria Beckham pointedly ignored Jordan, which, I mean, I'd do at a party, because, I mean, she's a foul-mouthed old bag at the best of times. And uh, Jordan went, oh, she had <laughs> So I went, what? <laughs> anyway, she bleated on. Because she's been to Elton John's parties before, and if you remember, Victoria Beckham never turned up to the one that she knew Jordan was going to be at, because they don't like each other. Uh. I can understand that. I don't like Jordan either. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Pete. Baby. Tear me. You know. Sounds and like that's Victoria. Get a restaurant. Exactly. And that's just Victoria talking. <laughs> so anyway, in this fantastic Nintendo Wii, guaranteed to get the weight off really? for you. Uh, this one's got tennis, bowling, and baseball, mm-hmm. which is very good indeed. Lowest unique bid will win. So in other words, and you look at it's no good putting it in at sort of thirty-three pounds or something like that. It's, it's probably going to go for one pound something. That's how they, they generally work. Uh, the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So, example, if, if I put in and I go 33 pence, and Alan goes... 26 pence. And nobody else makes 26 pence, and he's all by himself, he then gets it for 26 pence. If I go 33 and he goes 33, it cancels it out. So you're looking for a unique bid that nobody else makes, and it's got to be the lowest one. So this is how you do it. You get out your, uh, your telephone, OK? And you text Steve... S-T-E-V-E. I have to do that for some people who can't spell. Is that with a capital S? Uh, It can be either. Then your bid in pence, so for example, S-T-E-V-E, and then... 23. 23, and then you send that to treble eight two one. Yes? Hand up. Um, Is there has to be a gap between Steve and the number? No, not necessarily, no. Right. It works both ways. So text Steve, then... 23. Pick up your own number and then send that to treble eight two one. So Steve, then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. That bid will cost you just one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. The lines close at seven o'clock this morning. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Hello. So that's good, isn't it? Uh, two stories on the front of the paper today. Oh. And also, I'll, I'll, I'll weave in all your uh, texts and emails. Uh, Gary's told me about birds. He's uh, glad to be back to normal. Although, having seen him, I'm not entirely sure what normal is. But uh, he says, I still managed to listen to your show. The first thing uh, I'd done when I got home was download the podcast, then I'd jump into bed. Gary, nobody jumps into bed. They only do it in films like Mary Poppins, where the kids jump into bed. You know, we don't jump. You pull the covers back. Hand up up again. Busy talking. I jump into bed. Talking. And I'll let you know when we're ready. And uh, don't disrupt class again. Uh, Or you stand in the corner. Actually, it's six o'clock this morning. We're going to get... um, OK magazine, and we'll, we'll, we'll go through it and let you know. What's this wee bit? OK, Alan's going to walk round the corner and get Alan's OK magazine. Alan's been sent out into the cold. Yeah. So anyway, going back, we and don't jump into bed. Up, yes. Yeah, I, yes, you do. I jump into bed. Oh, you so don't. I so do. I get excited. You can't do it I your do. size. I, I'll have you know, I'm way for thin. And I jump into bed, all excited that I get to go to nighty nights. Do you sleep straight away? Oh, yeah, I do, actually. I fall asleep very, very quickly. Do you know, strange enough, I do. I can climb into bed and... It's the drugs. And it's really... It's the drugs. 
For me? Yes, it is. Possibly, It yes. really is. And I, and I come in, and do you know, within minutes, within minutes, I'm out for the count, and I love it. I'm absolutely out for the count. I can sleep through anything as well. Yes. Uh, I can agree, says Gary, because we moved, moved away from Gary momentarily. Oh, sorry. But That's there were Gary. lots of birds in song at about four o'clock this morning. Do you think they're rehearsing for the bird... Song for Europe, because that's coming up very shortly. And I think there's a lot of pigeons around my way have been rehearsing, walking up and down, going... Poo, 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 do you think poo. birds actually practice singing? Oh, absolutely. Do they? Of course, well, how do you think they communicate? No, no, they do but write practice, letters. practice, If you're though. a carrier pigeon, you write a letter and you strap it to your You don't listen to what I'm saying, leg. are you? I said practice. Practice. Yes, yeah, not communicate, practice. Do you right. think they actually practice? Yes, of course they do. Well, when you're, when you're born, you listen to other people and go... <laughs> and you have to learn how to do it. Yes, yeah, so they actually do. practice it. So I don't know. He says, after the week on nights, I have an increased dislike for pigeons. There's nothing worse than spooked pigeons flying towards you when it's pitch black. He says, anyway, I've received my tickets for the... And, um... <laughs> and he said, will there be cream cakes for the front... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, details on steveallenshow.com. He says, we have peacocks where I work nesting in the trees. You do? How did they get up the trees? They fly. Peacocks? Of course they fly. We used to have peacocks when I used to live in Yorkshire. The woman next door to us, who was in the hall of the village, and we were in that house that was next to it with a secret tunnel under the stairs and servants' quarters in the attic. Uh, we used to have peacocks that used to sit on the big stone wall and then jump down into our garden. They, they fly. Oh, I didn't know that. Peacocks and peahens. Actually, you just reminded me, I forgot to bring the pheasants in for you. I've oh, got right. some pheasants in the freezer for you, and I totally forgot to bring them in. Mm. Oh, don't... What? 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 What's wrong with that? Mm. What, why, why are you pulling your face? Well, I'm not really... I, I buy you something... To say yeah. thank you for everything you're getting yeah, but me. Are they dead? No, they're alive in the freezer, frozen. What do you think they are? Oh, are they plucked? Of course they're plucked. Oh, even worse, they're naked. Naked pheasants. You like pheasants. I don't. What do you mean you don't? You said to me on the phone the other week, and when I said I got pheasants, you said I like pheasants. You said, put no, them in the freezer. not to eat. To do what with? What I like you do cats. With a frozen dead pheasant? Well, I didn't know they were frozen. I told you I was going to put them in the freezer. I didn't hear that bit. Well, what do you think I was going to do with them? Just hang them up? I didn't know you had them alive. I thought you were joking. I didn't have them alive. They were dead. Oh, I don't want them. Well, what am I supposed to do with them now? I can't eat well, that I've many got, pheasants. I've got a few ideas, but, I mean, I don't think it's possible at this time of the I morning. I bought ten of them. Pheasants? Yeah. Oh, I feel quite crazy. Yeah, but how, many, how much do you think it cost me for ten? Three pounds. Oh, would it be silly? Well, I don't, well, I don't know. You should do. hundred million pounds. Oh, stop. So why are you being like this? Million. Why are you being like this now? You're being, you're being I don't awkward. Know. What'd it cost? You're being awkward. Fifteen pounds. Uh, what, for all of them? Yeah. Are they poached? No, it was an offer. Normally, <laughs> <laughs> an offer by fifteen pheasants. It was it was five for a ten. Take a break. Oh, fine. I'm bored already with that. You're not idea. bored. You're just being argumentative with me. I'm not. You I, are. I love working with you. <laughs> you're right. News is next. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC ninety-seven point three. It's nice to be company. It really is. Uh, Alan Dodgen's with us this morning. It's nice to have him company. Uh, Thanks. Sean says, uh, morning, Steve and Alan. Oh, hello. It's good, isn't it? He said, I'm feeling really rotten at the moment. I'm full of cold. Oh, no. People, isn't it funny? Nobody ever says, uh, I've got a little cold. They go, I'm full of cold. So, in other words, because when you get a cold, it starts at the bottom of your feet and goes up your whole body. So, when, you, when you've got it and you lie in bed, you just want to be all snug and warm and, and it just aches. Your body aches. When you get the shivers and you just want to stay yeah. warm and I've got a hot duvet. water bottle. Which sometimes I sort of fill up and sort of take to bed. Too much information. I know, I thought it might have been. He says, anyway, yesterday I thought I'd watch the film Ladder 49. Oh, right, okay. He says, by the time the film ended, I felt even worse. I was in tears, my nose was completely bunged up, my eyes were sore from crying. So next time I said I shall read the DVD case for putting it in the player. 
Yes, get get the holiday to, to make you feel better. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I agree, actually. <laughs> How funny. I love films that make you cry when you've got a cold. I think that's... Uh... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What? What sort of statement is that? It's you good. love films that make you cry when you have a cold? Yeah. How could you love a film that makes you cry when you have a cold? Because it makes you forget about the cold. <laughs> that's such a random statement. Yeah. When was it ever anything else on this programme? I program? like films that make me feel happy when I'm out walking with the dog. Did you not? Come on, hands up at home. You watch a sad film and you immediately, and you start crying and you rush to the mirror to see what you look like when you're crying. No, no it's just not me to, again. It's not right. to look in the mirror to see what you look like Don't when you, you're crying. That's it's what to, I do. It's to what, <laughs> yes, but you're strange. It's, it's to see what you look like after you've cried. When no, you no, no, no. I, I, I start crying, it can be... Phone home, Elliot. And, and I, I go, mm, and you, you rush to the mirror and you think, oh, that's what I look like, and I cry. When your whole face crumples up, and you think, oh, it's not an attractive. So you then try and learn to cry, as they do in the movies, where you go, oh, God, that's such a good film. And the films go, but you, try, you want your face to move. You do that as well, don't you? You practice in front of the mirror. Well, you know me, because I cry on stage. Yes, you do. I couldn't help it in the last tour. I cried. I can't remember when it started, but it's, it seemed to happen in every show after it's, that. It's, it's, it's one of the stories you tell about the lady in the letter and things like that. Yes. That's what set you. I'm not going to talk about it, because you will get started again. It, do, it is strange, isn't it? You know, you see, and you, you, you'd think in a room full of people, like a lot of people in our case, you wouldn't cry. But I remember on two occasions, <laughs> the whole experience was just a bit too much. It's because everybody's, everybody is involved in the story. Yes. Well, they were in this one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rob says, I once missed the last train, had to walk 16 miles from Canterbury back to Ramsgate. Even at 1am, there were numerous birds singing in the countryside, and they sounded like blackbirds and thrushes, probably out and about looking for worms. He says, any chance of a medal, as I've been listening to LBC since the days of Bob Holness and Douglas Cameron? Well, you deserve something for that. I don't, I've got no idea what. Uh, Dennis says, New Zealand, that's not far away. It's only over the ditch from Perth in Australia. Uh, good day, mate. G'day. G'day. That's what they say, isn't it? G'day. G'day. I don't know why they say that. It's lovely. Uh, Jeff says, you, you should go to Northumberland. I think that's a threat. <laughs> no, it look, uh, he says, it's very it's beautiful, full of, full of atmosphere and history. Mm. Alan, Alan Dodgen's full of fairy cakes and history. Not yet. I've only had one. You've had one. I'm working my, my yeah. way through them. <laughs> 84850, uh, Another one here. Uh, uh, talking about head hair... Uh, about hair head, about hair, sorry, heard, <laughs> getting confused with this one, Angela, uh, heard Clive Balsey has no hair in about 2005. I was sent lovely photographs of you and your curly locks, and Clive Bull had a full head of dark hair. I must say, you both look very pretty. I must log on to a competition. Do you know, we're having new pictures taken in, um, March. Thank goodness for March, that. The, March the 6th, and they've said, makeup and airbrush, airbrushing is available. Now, so I wrote back and said, I think it's not a case of available, it's standard for me. Next time, mm -hmm. if they say anything to you about A, standing on a bridge, or B, lifting your leg up in the air, refuse. It's, we're, we're not doing that one, actually. We well, aren't doing the lifting the leg up in the air. It's, um, we're, we're having them done here. I'm having mine done at 8.30 in the morning. Head and shoulders? Shot? Dandruff? I don't think so. Take three bottles into the shower? No, just one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, so we're all having them. And, of course, and, and the funny thing is, the programme controller wrote and said, I'd like you all to do this. I thought, try and keep me away from it. It's a camera and makeup. Are you serious? You're going to wear a sparkly jacket? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, I just, Why not? Just, I don't know what With I'm going to wear. one, because that'll take a nice photo. Yeah, but it, yeah, well, I, I think you can add sparkles now, can't you? Well, yes, but it's not quite the same. Oh, really? Well, no, but wait, wait, oh. you're black. You look good in black. What's that mean? <laughs> it means 
<laughs> what a horrible <laughs> thing to say. What, what? I'm going to be so nasty in the morning. I've just given you two boxes of, of cake How is that being nasty? On, and all of a sudden you've started mentioning the fact that you look good in black. But you do. It's like a shroud or something. Okay, you look good in white. Well, make up your mind. Now you've worried me. Oh, Because now I look so good in white. You do, you look very good in black. A minute ago I look good in black. You look good in white. You look good in both. So there's just the two colours I look good in, yes, the white and the, the black. Yes, the rest of them you look awful. <laughs> no, no, but you do look good in black. It suits you. <laughs> anyway, some more Can't of your texts coming in. Uh, one here that says, uh, I'm in Hertfordshire. I was woken at 3am this morning by the birds singing. They're obviously out there. It's the dawn chorus. All started by Michael, who came in. So he's quite worried by it, poor soul. I've not heard any birds singing. Well, he won't do. We're soundproof in here. Oh, that's why. Soundproof. Uh, Tony and Greenwich heard them as well which is good news. And, uh, and Kim says, I've been sitting awake since three working for a panic attack after being bullied uh, by a company over a bill for 1,676. Total work of fiction. To- it's very... Go to Citizens Advice. Yes. Go to Citizens Advice. That's where they, uh, Don't they panic sort it, it out. Uh, another one here. Mark says, what is your real name? Ethel. Ethel. Morris. <laughs> Capital M. Steve, I think your rooks are crows, black with yellow beaks. I've never been that close to them. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Ian says you're spot on about Jordan. Thank you very much indeed. And another one here says, uh, um, whatever happened to ice gems? I still buy them. Yes, I think they're on top of my ice cake. Still buy them. Absolutely still buy them. Actually, they're ice gems, aren't they? Or they look like. Well, ice they look. Gems. That's what I said. They look like ice gems on uh, on top of them. Uh, another one here. Uh, this is from June. Says yourself and Alan are brilliant together. Well, Aww. it's a script we're working to. It is. So we have to have to be good on that. Front page. Strange enough. Two two stories. Uh, contrasted. Yesterday there was a girl in the papers, and uh, she was very bright and intelligent. And she, we, we mentioned her on the programme because she's very bright. She was on University Challenge and she's intelligent. And, uh, and she's been getting hate mail via the internet. But you know what? A lot of people writing on the internet and emails are like, they're filthy, disgusting people who will write hate mail to somebody who, uh, who was sort of down on their luck or something like that. Somebody's got an illness, they would write filth to. Very, very similar to that uh, so-called priest and his uh, filthy, perverted daughter in America who Louis Theroux did a programme on where they go around and they pick it uh, the funerals of American soldiers saying God hates fags and all this kind of stuff. They're a filthy, disgusting, perverted family. Probably a lot of incest going on there, I shouldn't wonder. And they go out there, and they've been banned from this country for the hate and the filth that they spread. And they go out there and deliberately target funerals of servicemen. This is not God's will. They're, they're, all, they're not just mad, they're mentally ill, I'm afraid. They're absolutely disgusting people. And uh, quite rightly, the government here said, no, you're not coming in this country. They were going to pick it a gay play. So, and they, they all go on about, oh, you know, God says you go straight to hell. The only people going straight to hell are these perverts, I'm afraid. That's the only place they're going straight to. They're very odd. They're very dangerous people. And uh, as it says about cults, they are exactly what it says. They are cults. But they stood there and they drag all their little children out with these big banners going, God hates fags and all this. Little five-year-olds who are so stupid, they don't know what they're doing. And then somebody, uh, as uh, people shout abuse at them, quite rightly so, because they are America's most hated family. And as, they went, as a car went past once, somebody threw a bottle, plastic bottle full of water over one of the kids. And the mother, this disgusting piece of filth, went, who would do that? Who would throw a bottle? I thought, uh, they would throw it at filth like you. That's who they do it at. 
Is this the same family that there was a documentary on, and they went to New York, and they had the kid trying to preach in the middle of yes. Central Park? Yes. I remember seeing that. That was very disturbing, actually. They're a very ill, sick family, I'm afraid, presided over by this old man who, who looks as though he's got a few issues that he needs dealing with. But they're sick people. Well, oh. That's the problem you have, though, with freedom of speech, though, don't you? You're yeah. going to have them. But these are little children like standing this. there with a big banner going, God hates fags, and you think, well, judging by some of your family, you've got quite a few in it already. But the problem is you can't blame the children on that one. The no. Young. They but they asked, Louis Rue said, do you know what, what that banner means? No. No. Because they're five and six. Mm. You think, th these are perverted parents, I'm mm. afraid, taking the, uh, taking the kids out. Not very nice at all. Uh, Anne says, at the mention of birds, I had to get out of my bed and open the window to listen. And yes, I could clearly hear birdsong out of the bedroom window. I wish I could identify them, but I can't. Well, that would be Michelle from Essex on her way home from the club. <laughs> it's not. Anne in Cavalry was brought up in Manchester. Oh. She says, tell me, should we start leaving food out for them to eat? No. The trouble is, and I tell you where people make the big mistake, uh, it's fine to put a bird table out with a few things like nuts, but if you go out, like some very sad people do, and feed pigeons, what they do is they end up uh, not foraging for themselves, and they end up sitting there waiting for people to feed them. And that's where it's extremely bad. They have to learn how to feed themselves. You know, you don't go around feeding pensioners do you or perhaps you do i don't know yes um didn't you feed your ducks well it was different they were stuck there on the patio why is that different well because they didn't have anybody else to feed them well, yeah but as you just said they've got to learn for themselves oh yeah but they were these were little tiny things yes and so are the birds no the birds aren't little tiny you things hypocrite. They, they live out you in hypocrite. trees it's all <laughs> right for you to go well i killed them them. in the end so what well, difference you did, you does it make them Absolutely. Who so, anyway, to them? as Jade makes a fortune out of being dumb, yes. and the university challenge winner is vilified for being bright, the Daily Mail asks the question, why is it clever to be dumb? Mm. Jade Goody makes an absolute... Although I've noticed, everybody now, even down to Linda Bellingham on Loose Women yesterday, was saying, you know, whilst it's terribly sad for Jade Goody, you know, and all the way... But can we remember everybody else who's got terminal cancer, please? She said, I lost three people last week to terminal cancer. It'd be nice to know that we're thinking about them as well. Yeah, but she is somebody in the limelight. I mean, the, well, the frankly, I mean, it's almost got to the deifying position. Why don't we just give her an MBE and have done with it? No, but they because she's in the limelight, people are using her as a reason to sort of target, you know, about cancer treatment and cancer people. Mm. It's raised awareness in it. I'm sure it's raised awareness. I'm quite sure it's raised awareness. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm yeah. just trying to say this is why she's yeah. in the limelight. It's not just her dying. There are thousands Absolutely. of people. Thousands. Uh, Gary says, I know you don't do Facebook, but there's a really good page called Steve Allen LBC Legend. Oh, Lord above. Oh, dear. He <laughs> says, uh, maybe, uh, yes, maybe I don't jump into bed. I go for the advanced triple backflip. Oh. This, this I've got to see, I'm afraid. And uh, Sean says, um, yes, I did look at myself in the mirror after I'd been crying. Once I saw my reflection, I felt terrible. And he's another one who says the Blooming Birds are singing. You see, we've, we've started a trend Ladies and gentlemen, we've started a trend for, for people talking about birds and, and looking in the mirror when you cry. You've started a trend for people opening their windows to see if birds are singing. But isn't that... Listen, come on, hands up. Nobody opens their windows nowadays, mainly because of snot smog and stuff like that. What's smog? Sorry? Where do you live? What's smog? I have a coal mine. You, I, I, swear, of, um... I swear you think you, you live in Dickensian England. You, that's, what, that's what you do. You, well, you look, it's snowing. You think, oh, I'm just going. I'm in Dickensian, England. Light the fire. Hello, little Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank Go you. Go down to the big butchers on the corner. You know that big turkey hanging in the window? Get it for me. Here's a shilling, and here's a penny for your trouble. You are not Scrooge. Well, at times <laughs> you could be. I'm so, excuse me, you've just had 12 cakes. 
How can I ever be described as Scrooge? Said, oh. £29.50 for one shirt. <laughs> Two shirts plus a tie is a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and Viv says the birds were singing here at 2.30 this morning. I thought it was five and got up. Oh, dear. Obviously relying very much on the, uh, on the bird song. Anyway, mm. far, too much, far too many things to get through on the programme this morning. And uh, all of them very interesting and exciting. And my neck's hurting. And Alan's smiling. So Why is your neck hurting? I don't know. I didn't James O'Brien thinks it's the air conditioning behind me. Where is the air conditioning behind you? Here, it comes down from here. There is no air conditioning there. Hang I'm on. sorry, there is. Wait a minute, before you go anywhere near it, I'll bet you that shirt there is. Okay. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, but then well, you, you want to go for it, it or you don't want to go for it. It's because you want to see my, my, me without my shirt. Oh, no, I really don't. Yeah, no, right, take, no, take my word for it, well, I really don't. Well, then I can't don't. bet you, can I? I can't bet that. Well, just take well, my word meetings. for it. Okay, well, it's, it's just a standard bet, then. Well, hang on, I'm trying to think. How much would you like to bet? No, I don't want to bet. You're having a good look around where you think the well, I'm trying to think where else it can come from. How can it come from there? There's, that's, that's solid ceiling. Are you ex- prepared to accept the bet? 10p. Pound. All right, a pound bet. Okay, pound. Deal. There you go. It's just behind there. Put your hand there, you can feel it. Thank you. Right, anyway, let's move on, shall we? Quarter to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. Go on, admit it. Yeah, but from this angle... Oh, thank you very I much just point indeed. Out from this Why angle, do you just admit like... you were wrong? I am wrong. I admit thank I'm wrong. Thank you. I admit I'm wrong. Far too busy now. We've got to move on very quickly. News headlines on the 10th anniversary of a report which accused the Met Police of being institutionally racist. A conference is being held in London to look at what's changed. The McPherson report follows the murder of black teenager Stephen Lawrence in south-east London in 1993. Police have apologised to Terry Lubbock, whose son Stuart was found dead in the swimming pool at Michael Barrymore's home. It comes as a report is released later that criticises the way police initially investigated the death at the house in Essex. And almost seven years after her death, a £2 million memorial to the Queen Mother is due to be unveiled near Buckingham Palace at lunchtime. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. The M4 is still closed, heading into the Allen. Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast show, LBC 97.3. As the capital awakes, the birds sing, and you're still all podcasting. Thank you very much indeed for that. I'm very grateful. We love people podcasting, and we're delighted to be at the top of the list. However, on the front of the, the sun, and I showed Alan this picture earlier on of Jade Goody leaving the party, looking... Uh, yes, a little not bit, very good. Uh, yeah, not very good. And uh, just after six o'clock, we'll go through OK magazine because we couldn't find any celebrities. There were two hundred people, they say, at this party, uh, but no celebrities. I mean, apart from Richard and Judy, mm. Anthony Costa, uh, Paul O'Grady, they said, and Nick Owen from Crime Watch. Not Nick Owen. Nick Ross. Nick Ross from Crime Watch and Aldo Zilli. Right. It was very there odd. There must be more than that, surely. No, that's, that's all that was there. That's all the paper. In fact, we only knew about Paul O'Grady this morning. Right. Um, up until this morning, I didn't even know he was there. Well, will the magazine show... Should have phoned and checked. The magazine won't have pictures of all the celebrities there, though, will they? Be more Absolutely, of... because OK Magazine, you get paid on how many celebrities turn up. In this particular case, the only person they're interested in is, is Jay Goody. So any, any celebrities would I mean. be su- superfluous to it. In, in this case, surely all, yeah. all the photos would just be Jade, won't they? Well, I would think so, yes. I would think so. But on the front of the Daily Star, which is part of the same stable, they've said, Jade, my amazing new hope for life. They say she's having secret healing sessions in a final bid to beat the cancer. I have to say, it's, you know, I understand that people will, will come up with anything. You know, and they'll go, listen, why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? I know a very famous celebrity whose wife was dying and he, he also tried everything. But, of course, nothing works. You can't, you can't defeat cancer, I'm afraid. It just, just takes over, uh, which is uh, 
which is dreadfully sad. But all the pictures are the old pictures of the wedding, so they're obviously waiting till today, mm-hmm. till they can get OK Magazine out. And I think loads of people will buy it, but I think people wanted to buy it to see what the, uh, what the celebrities were. But strangely enough, he's listed as a promoter, uh, since when, I've got no idea. And she's listed on the uh, wedding certificate as an entrepreneur. But I, I reckon that's what she is, though. Yeah. Mm. Strange. Uh, apparently, Jeff Brazier missed the wedding because he was hosting the opening night of the X Factor Tour in Aberdeen. Well, he, he could have done it and he could have flown up there. I don't think he wanted I think to go. he could have done it, yes. Yeah, I think, I think he, he could absolutely have could have done it. Uh, and why they picked him for doing that, I've got no idea. The man can't present for love nor money. Well, it's cheap. And also, he said he wants to be involved with his children, so that's, that's good news, isn't it? He's also said, according to the papers, he doesn't want Jack Tweed anywhere near his kids. You know, but unfortunately, he's now their stepfather. But I don't think that gives you a right to look after somebody else's children. In a way, I'm kind of sympathising with Fathers for Justice. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, Peaches... Uh, sorry, Perky Pixie Geldof, looking a bit naff, I'm afraid. How oh, this girl could ever be considered a model. I mean, Minger of the First Perhaps Order, she I'm afraid. considered a celebrity. As, exactly. Well, she's another one of these. It's uh, famous because your dad's famous. Yeah. He was apparently there. Why does he always look like he's wandered in from the set of When the Boat Comes In, Bob Geldof? He yeah. went there and was clapping and cheering, and I'm thinking... Dear God in heaven, it's just, it's just one, one hell of a naff family. But the Clash of the Titans is uh, poor old Jordan and Victoria Beckham. I wish I could have been at there. Elton's party. I would love to I have wish seen I'd that. been there. I wish I'd been there. That'd it would have been hilarious. That would have been fantastic. Mm. Lovely to have a quick thing. Uh, that, uh, Joe says, I may be awarded a barrow load of medals, as I've listened to LBC, since Monty Modlin's days. And LBC broadcast a commentary about the Queen's Jubilee in 77 from the roof of our shop next to the Cheshire Cheese. So there you go. Oh, I remember, I remember the, uh, because I was uh, on the, the Queen's Jubilee, 77. When did I join LBC? 79. 79 I joined. I was in primary school. Thanks. Yes, I'm, most people were. Actually, even, no, even I wasn't. Richard even... Park says, he said, I've known Steve Allen since he was a boy. <laughs> Which makes me feel thrilled. No, I hadn't even started <laughs> primary school. Had you not? No. Right. I had a producer once here, and I've had a number of producers, uh, who wasn't even born when I started. Oh, I know, that's, that is and depressing. told me. Told me. Yeah, there's a lot of people Which I find a bit very worrying. young. Uh, Richie says, no, he said, that would be just you, Steve, looking in the mirror to watch yourself crying. Exactly, that's my point. Only you would do that. Really? People look in the mirror after they've cried to check their makeup and things. Cried? Whereas you actually go to the mirror and think, <laughs> let me see what I look like when I Yeah, I do. I bet Richie's done it secretly. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I can't hear any birds here. No, they're on sale in the local shops, aren't they? They shoot them round your way. <laughs> they net them. He says, back to work today, so uh, back to waking up at half, half past four. God bless podcasting. Yes, actually, I agree. God bless podcasting. Actually, that's the point. That's well, why I probably haven't got any birds singing. Yeah. All, all in my freezer. Yes, I'm not sure about this. I How got big you is your freezer? Do you, have a, do you have a chest? No, I just got rid of it. No, sorry, do you have a chest? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I just thought I'd chuck it in uh, now. Very funny. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought it was fairly funny, actually, for this time of the morning. There's not many people can be this funny at this time of yeah, the morning. Yeah, because you're hilarious at this time of the morning. I'm not I bad. I walk away from the show and think, how funny were you <laughs> having a go at me every week? <laughs> Yes, but that's fun, because as you know before, I've told you that I thrive on other people's misery. If I wasn't contractually obligated to come here every time to, you know, yeah. to, to sit here and eat these cakes and take these presents from you, yeah. I would do something else. Yes. I would send an email, because originally, I must tell you, just going back, my, my, my friend uh, Helena was going to take me to, we were going to drive to Folkestone and then go to one of the supermarkets, in, or the hypermarket in Calais. Oh, in Calais? Oh, yeah. nice. And I thought... I didn't really fancy that. And she, I think she could tell by my voice. I went, I'll let you know later. So then she came up with this other idea. Well, I know. That would be great. No. So we get, well, there's nothing. I don't even like French wine. 
I don't like French people. Yeah, they but all you smell of garlic Paris. and they'll go, ho, 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 ho. And so I, I can't bear that. Yeah, but if you go to the shops in Calais, they're all English there. Yes, anyway. you're right, actually. It's full of English people. So I'd much rather go to Paris because there's far more to see and do. In fairness. And actually, I've only ever driven round Paris with Dale Winton. Really? We, we drove to the south of France years ago because we were staying in Cannes. He was working for Radio Trent in Nottingham and he knew a woman who owned a print shop but she had an apartment on the Croisette. Check you and out. She, exactly. So she said, you can have th- this apartment. Uh, I went, oh, because we didn't even know where Cannes was. So we got out the... Uh, the uh, you the... didn't know where Cannes was? Well, we knew it was in France, but we'd, we'd never driven there. Yeah, but you must have known where it was. Well, you know did how you easy it is to find... Yes, we didn't do Cannes, sadly. Oh, we didn't do Cannes. We did Mount Everest and Kilimanjaro and stuff like that. And Fair enough. Craters and everything else. Fine. And shoot fall in one. And, uh, and you had to get the... If, if you go to France, A, every road sign leads to Paris. Wherever you are in the country, there is a sign in the village going Paris this way. And to find uh, Cannes, you follow Route du Soleil. Mm-hmm. And all we saw on the way back was British cars with dents in, wheels falling off, family... Everybody's... Because the French are crackers drivers. They are. They are mad. And so we drive all the way down the Route du Soleil, quite easy, and we get to this, this apartment, and it was lovely. It was just on the, on the Croisette. So every morning, we had a big... Uh, an icebox. You know one of these big things you take camping with you? And we put drinks in there and big peaches the size of footballs. Mm, nice. So we sit on the beach, and then we got told off. The French are very funny. You can't, you can't bring this onto the beach. You have to buy our food on the beach. So we moved beaches, because the whole of Cannes is all private beaches yeah. at the front, except the public beach. And I can't get... We couldn't get used to seeing topless people, because we hadn't really seen topless people before. And a couple of friends of ours came down from Radio Trent, uh, Anita Findlay and her, her boyfriend at the time, and she went topless on the beach. Of course, Dale and I sat there in abject horror. And there was another guy down there as well, uh, who's very well known. I won't tell you who it is, but his wife went topless and he went berserk. Went absolutely berserk. Put your top on. Of course, everybody on the beach is topless. I was topless, Dale was topless, and I've got all these photographs of us on the beach in Cannes. Are you a bit prude, then? A little bit, yeah. You are, aren't you? Yeah. I'm noticing this more about you, actually. Yes, I, I mean, I... I just thought you'd been fine with it. No, not really. Why? What, what's wrong with it? I just think people should be covered up. Why? Why, why can men go uh, shirtless? And yes, women but, cannot um, go topless. There's an awful lot of men who shouldn't be going shirtless. Yeah, but what, you know... I but, mean, for example... Oh, here we go. Go on. I'm waiting for it. Go on. I wouldn't be going on holiday with you. Oh, that wasn't what you were going to say. <laughs> that wasn't what you were going to say. It was so. Oh, yeah, whatever. Seriously. Uh, no, because I just... I think people should remain covered up on the beach. No, you don't. Fully. Why do you feel like covered? That? I think jumpers, sweaters, things like that. Yes. I don't think people... Because some people it's unnecessary. You don't think this at all. You're saying this for a reaction. Honestly, you cannot possibly believe that women should not go topless on the beach sometimes. Sometimes. When I was in Austria, they opened the first topless swimming pools. The swimming pools became topless. You see, that's a little bit too far. (laughs) You see, I mean, if you're not used to that kind of thing, it's like, you know, would you sit on a beach with your mother and she goes, I'm just taking my top off and she sits there with her top off. You'd be going, I'm sure I did when I was younger. I'm sure my mum would do it now. Well, I don't know. Would I do it now? I don't know. I've just asked you, would you? But she wouldn't take her top off now. All right, but just supposing she would. I'm not interested in whether she would or wouldn't. Um, If she did, would you sit there and you you carry on a normal conversation going, my mother's topless on the beach? I think so. I don't think I'd have an issue with it. Really? I think so, yeah. God, you're peculiar. Why, why is that peculiar? I don't think that's at all normal. Why is that that not normal? I don't think that's normal. Why? Sitting there looking... Oh, really? Do you not appreciate God's body? God's body? Well, you know, the body that God gave us all. Well, he can't have given you that body, otherwise oh, I'd have me money back. Are no, you seriously but... telling me that God gave you that body? I think what you're a fi- swine. Let's write to him today. Dear God, 
Fancy, fancy taking Dear the mickey God. out of Alan Dodgen in such a horrible way. Steve here. Why did I not have <laughs> any hair when I was born? You, you, you spent quite a few minutes, you know, thinking it looked quite nice. And feels nice, like I did now. Yes. 84850, uk. There's a lovely picture of a couple here. Jeff Cole and Shashi Bashetta. Uh, they're a pair of crooks. They were fiddling the old benefits. She lives in Wales and uh, she lied. She's a fat old heifer, this one. And uh, she's going to go to prison for it. £100,000 a boat. In fact, they were doing so well, they took two years off. Going to prove how easy it is to fiddle the benefits. It really needs tightening up. It's LBC 97.3. You probably didn't know it's illegal. Morning, team. At the moment, Alan trudging round Leicester Square trying to find a copy of OK magazine. Not having much luck with this one this morning. Uh, one from Robin Essex says, feel terribly sorry for Jade and especially the kids, but I agree with you. There's a fine line between raising awareness and crass publicity. Enter stage left, Mrs Tweed. He says, definitely there's a dawn chorus in Essex. <laughs> Sue says, Steve, I look in the mirror when I cry too. See? I told you, everybody does it. Everybody does it. Uh, Steve, it's mainly robins and blackbirds this early in the morning, staking out territory, ready for spring and mating. Far too much, I'm afraid. Uh, I've contacted this company, says Kim, who advised the ombudsman. The bullying has escalated, now they know. I am frantic. I totally agree, actually. You should really go to Citizens Advice. Because uh, they're, they're the best people who can help you. Uh, Steve surely should get a medal for putting up with Alan. Uh, I agree. And Will says, will you be doing a special show to mark 30 years on LBC? Go to steveallenshow.com and there will be something of interest for you on there. Uh, Steve, we regret that we cannot listen to you after March. Oh, dear. Why, Hazel and Johnny, can you not listen after March? What's happening? You're not, not back in prison again, surely. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. We weave them all in. Uh, Nick's had a, a severe case of flu. Everybody's getting this flu at the moment. This flu is doing the rounds. Have we got... We haven't got it, have we? Oh, oh dear, it's all looking a bit bad, I'm afraid. For not being able to get it, I'm afraid. Which is a bit of a shame, because I was hoping that we could sort of uh, tell you what was it. We can't get one. No. None anywhere. Well, they've not been delivered yet. Really? So he reckons in about half an hour. Oh, right. So we'll send you out in half an hour. Oh, great. Uh, Thanks for that. Well, I thought you need the exercise. I'm so out of breath. You've only walked up one flight I of ran. stairs. I ran. Sorry? I ran. You didn't run. I did. You so didn't run. Why, 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 do, you, why do you say things like because that? Because we've got you on camera in here, and because the moment you left the building, we switched all our television screens onto the, uh, onto the CCTV. Well, then you know I ran. And we saw you ambling out of the building. When you got to the corner, you sat down and you were just sort of taking in the scenery and we didn't see any running at all. Have you ever been nice to me, ever? No. No. <laughs> no, not even on stage, no. <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, 84850, uk. I've just lost a really good one, actually, which I got from uh, Ray, who said, it warmed my heart. And it's addressed to you as well. Oh, lovely. Uh, to see the beaming smiles on the faces of the kids from the slums of Mumbai who appeared in the movie Slumdog Millionaire. What an amazing experience for them to visit Hollywood and go to Disneyland. Do you know, I agree half with you, Ray. What happens now to them? Because they go back to the slums of Mumbai. Exactly. Unfortunately. That's almost like saying, Ray, uh, to, to a kid, right, here we are in a sweet shop and, oh, yum, yum, you, you can eat some sweets, but tomorrow... No sweets. And, and this, for them, I mean, all the little kids were there, and they were really excited. Go, look, this is so great, we're, you know, here. But they're going back to slums. The little clothes they're wearing are rented. I said yesterday on the programme, the parents said, listen, as opposed to the uh, flight over there, can we have some money? Because money over there goes a hell of a long way. Well, hopefully they might get some work when they go back. Well, that would be nice to think that they would get some work. Mm. Um, Do some Bollywood work. 
It's not easy to get. It's not. It's, it's not, but it's quite big, difficult. It's bigger than Hollywood, though. It's, oh, it's much, much bigger. Mm. Uh, Steve, in the news it was said the police have apologised over the murder of the man in Michael Barrymore's swimming pool. Did Michael ever apologise? For what? For what? You know, the fact... I mean, you have to look at the facts of this case. The police have apologised because they didn't, they didn't do it as quickly as they could. Uh, we've said about Stuart Lubbock's father. Perhaps there were things about Stuart Lubbock that he wasn't aware of. Perhaps Stuart, We don't know anything about Stuart Lubbock. All we know is there were drugs in his body. I don't think we know anything really about the case. We know nothing at all. All we know is Michael Barrymore said he was this end of the house, and it's a fairly big house, and there was a group of people at that end of the house. They were all taking drugs. There was coke and there was... We know nothing that went on. The trouble is embarrassing. What Can you imagine? You're a celebrity, OK? Hypothetical situation. Uh, and you, you go out to a pub... And people go, oh, my God, look, that's so-and-so. That's a... And then you invite them back to your house. Listen, oh, come on, all come back to my house. We've got a swimming pool. We can a little bit of puff and all the rest of it. You go back there and a disaster happens. What do you do? You go into free fall. All of a sudden it's happened. And for the rest of your life, because you're the celebrity, you're the one who gets pilloried with it. None of us know what happened that night. We can guess. We can hazard a guess. We can say it was drink, it was drugs, it was this and that. But the truth of the matter of is, uh, the truth of the matter is, no, none of us know. None of us know. None of us know. But we do know that Jordan was absolutely revolting to Victoria Beckham. Ow. And Elton was like, oh, yeah. oh, dear, disgusting person, really is. Unfortunately, no Hollywood. How she wangled a ticket to Elts' party, I've got no idea. But then I thought she got herself a ticket to his invite when he did his May ball. Oh yes. And Victoria never went to that one. Quite clearly, somebody had said, "Listen, he's invited Jordan." Because Elton couldn't really care less who he invites, as long as he gets publicity. I don't think he actually knows who he's talking to half the time. Oh, he does? Well, I'm not sure, because the last party I went to, and I was introduced to him, and I ended up sitting with him for about 10, 15 minutes, and we were talking. And then about five minutes later, he was, I, I went up to him to say something, and he just looked at me as if, who are you? Yeah. I just think, I've just been talking to you for 20 minutes. Oh, yes, but you do get that with a lot of celebrities, and I get that with the producer. You know, sometimes I come in and blank. No idea. No idea. But, you know. Isn't that security? Sorry? Isn't that the security? That is the security. Absolutely, yes. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. So, bird singing, which we think means the start of spring. Yes. Can I make an apology? Yes, you can. To my, to my driver this morning for ruining his illusions of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, we really? were talking about Sherlock Holmes. Who was your driver? I can't remember his name, and he's going to kill me for can't oh, remember right. his name. Oh, he's driven you a couple of times, he was telling me. Oh, that's it, right. Yes. Very nice chap, very yes. nice chap. But he was telling me how how one of his childhood memories was um, going to the waterfalls where Sherlock Holmes died. The water, what yeah, waterfalls? Yeah, in, in one of the book, in one of the books. I never read the he, Sherlock Holmes well, books. Well, there's this famous scene where he falls over the water uh, into the um, waterfall with no, Moriarty, and he was, and it was, was he with Robbie Williams and down the waterfall. He was there. You go. <laughs> and I pointed out to him, well, actual fact, he didn't die. That's why I'm die. presenting this program very quickly. T- you know, I was telling a story, but you just re- just you know, you just it's your little quips that go in there and ruin my stories. Yes. I was trying to say, I pointed out that he didn't die because then Arthur Conan Doyle wrote a whole other series of books and in the first book he explained all the lived that he lived. What's even sadder is that Ruined people get ripped it. off every day in Baker Street where there's the worst looking policeman in London who stands outside 22B Baker Street and it's just, it's an ordinary house, it's just made up and they, uh, they just take money off people for going in there and sell a load of old tat, I'm afraid. Why is that a rip-off? It's just part because, of the illusion, But people it? believe he exists people and believe... they're not dispelling the myth. Excuse me, I think you're fine. I'm sorry, I think there's far too much ripping off of tourists in London, thank you very much. Do you remember they went out a short while ago and they decided to take out two, two Japanese people who were journalists and and they said, just pretend you're tourists. Go to the ice cream van at Westminster Abbey and give them a £20 note for an ice cream. See how much change you get back. 
And so they stood there and pretended to be, you know, proper tourists. They went, oh, two ice kit, thank you, and handed over. And the bloke took all their money. Really? Thieves in London, ladies and gentlemen. Thieves. I bet it happens all over the world. Of course it does. Yeah, but you don't like it when it happens here. I don't like it. I wouldn't want to see somebody rip you off. Of course you wouldn't. And I've just remembered you've still got a fiver of my money, OK? Just thought I'd mention that now. Well, yes, because you're going to send me out again. And we're going to have to run again. Yeah, OK. Anyway, that was my story about Sherlock Holmes. It Thank was... you for ruining it completely. No, it was a very good and story. And going off on a tangent. It was a very good story. No, it was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah. It was supposed to be, but no, you ruined it. Well, you know he was gay, of course, don't you? Who was? Sherlock Holmes. How do you know that? Because it was in the paper yesterday. Oh, it's because the papers... Because, of course, you believe what's in the papers. I believe most of what's How in the papers. How does the papers know he was gay? He was uh, a fictional character. He was very friendly with Dr Watson. In, and, and where? They, they what lived, did he do? They lived together. Right, so that makes him gay, doesn't yeah, it? So did Noddy and Biggie, so nobody started a rumour about them, Well, exactly. They? Merely time, I always think. And as for Goldilocks, don't go there. So, you, so you're, you're... And Peter Pan, whose best friend was... Tinkerbell. Thank you. So, um... I have to take a short break for the news. Oh, I knew it. Great for you to make a contribution. Yeah, great. But uh, we'll have more from Alan, um... No, they... you won't. I won't get a word in edge. Later. News headlines, Lucy Coward. Ten years since the Met Police were called institutionally... Morning, everybody. It's Tuesday morning, 6.20. Uh, Alan's got something for you in one minute. I've got a how low. Hello. It's a special Nintendo Wii, and it's only for this programme, so you don't have to wait all day. It's uh, only up until 7am this morning, so I don't need to tell you too much about the Nintendo Wii. This one's got, uh, it's the sport one, tennis, bowling, baseball. If, if you've never played, have you ever played with a Nintendo Wii? I've got one. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. Amazing. Absolutely brilliant. So if you want to win my one, it's got Wi-Fi connectivity, which allows you to connect to the news and the mail feature as well. Uh, the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Be quick, because the auction closes at 7am this morning. You text for this one, Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, to bid... 42. You text Steve, 42... And then send that to treble eight two one. If it was one pound sixty one or one pound thirty one, you put one six one or one three one or whatever it has to be, one three two, whatever you want. Now that bid will cost you one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at seven a.m. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. It's a Steve Allen special Nintendo Wii in the how low this morning, and it can be yours. In fact, I would love it, love it to be yours. Alex reckons that the birds are twittering on. Twitter, because LBC is on Twitter. I noticed. Did you notice? I did notice. I'm being followed by uh, lots of people. Do you walk around and just update your Twitter on your phone? Yes. You do, don't you? Yes. I've noticed. And then and then somebody will write in and go, I'm very near you, and you think, oh, scary. Say, then you hide around in a corner thinking, what do people can see me at the same time? Scary. But at the moment, I've got something like, well over a thousand. Well over a thousand what? People twittering with me. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's scary. It is quite scary, actually. But nice at the same time. Yes. Uh, Brian in Hampton Hill. Morning, Brian. Says, good luck retiling the kitchen sitting with the pancakes later on. I love pancakes. I lived oh, on pancakes I when I was a student. Oh, did it's you? the only thing I could afford. Did you make them or buy them? Oh, I had to make them. I oh, never right. buy pancake mixture. Right. I made them the other day, actually, for breakfast. <laughs> it was lovely. Really? Mm. You have sweet... Because the Americans do pancakes for breakfast. They do. No, uh, I, I just like to do nice plain ones, but I then coat them in uh, lemon and sugar. Oh, see, I can't do oh, it. yeah. Can't do sugar. Pancakes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Alan's got a thing for you this morning. Okay, it's a puzzle. This is yeah. for you as well, Steve. Okay. You've got a bottle of wine, a full bottle of wine, right? Ooh, lovely. I, know, I exactly. like the sound of this puzzle. And it cost you £10. Right? It's an expensive puzzle. If the wine costs £9 more than the bottle, how much did the bottle cost? A pound? No. That's your puzzle. 
Work it out. The so bo- full bottle, bottle of wine, wine is ten pounds. Full bottle of wine. If the wine inside the bottle costs nine pounds more than the bottle, how much does the bottle cost? Why is it not a pound? Because it's not. <laughs> right. So it's ten pounds for the wine, and the wine costs no, ten pounds for the, the whole bottle with the wine in it. Right. Okay. The wine inside the bottle yeah, costs, costs nine, nine pounds, pounds more than the bottle. Oh, so it's nineteen pounds. No, because the whole bottle of wine costs you £10. Oh, right. So the wine inside is £9 more than the bottle, so it's £10. Yeah, so how much does the bottle cost? £10. No, the whole bottle Don't with the wine... Don't shout at me, because the whole becoming bo- quite stressed. How, how stupid are you being about this? For goodness you sake. You said, wait a minute, let me just get... Right, do this slowly. Can you have a bottle an of wine. Okay, yes. a full bottle of wine. Which is £10. It's, the whole thing costs £10. Okay. The wine inside the bottle yeah. costs £9 more than the bottle. How much does the bottle cost? So, if the bottle is £10, the bottle of wine, and the wine inside costs £9 more... Than the bottle? Than the bottle. How much does the bottle cost? £19. No, because the whole thing's £10. How can it be £19? Inflation. <laughs> That's your puzzle <laughs> It's a very you. expensive shop. See if somebody can work it out. Well, I said a pound. It's, it's not, not a pound, a pound apparently. It's not a pound. It's not a pound. So, come on. Somebody will know this one. Somebody will know this thing. Uh, Paul says, I have to agree with you over the Barrymore thing, with the greatest respect to Stuart's family. You must have known what he was going into. I don't think he thought he was going to the house to have a a game of musical chairs. I agree with you totally. I agree with you totally. The trouble is, though, at the end of the day, we don't know. No, nobody knows. We don't know what... you, You can only say he went there, he was a young man, he quite clearly did drugs because they found drugs uh, in him. What went on at the party, we've got no idea. There were no CCTV cameras, otherwise you'd have a rough idea. Mm. We don't know if he'd swung before, if he'd been with men. We have no idea. We do not know. It's all going to be speculation. Either way, for Terry Lubbock, it's it's not much consolation, because you don't know what happened to your son that night. The trouble is, I'm telling you, that young people now do things under the influences of drink and drugs that they might not want to admit to doing the next day. Yes. That's all we'll say. 84850, steve at While you're sending in the answer to that uh, puzzle again, and it gets you thinking. So the bottle of wine is £10. Yeah. The wine inside Side. the bottle is £9 more than the bottle. How much does the bottle cost? You see, I make the bottle... If, if, if the whole thing is 10 quid and the wine is 9 then the bottle must be a pound. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying, OK? Oh, right. The bottle of wine, the full bottle of wine, That's is £10. I've been doing this. The full bottle of wine is £10. The wine inside the bottle is £9 more than the bottle. How much does the bottle cost? (laughs) 84850, uk. 50p. You'd be right. Ah, Because listen to what I'm saying. They've all got it. I've not said that the wine is £9. I've said the wine is £9 more than the bottle. Because therefore the bottle is is 50p, and £9 more than 50p is £9.50. So add the two together, makes ten pounds. You're so. Do you understand thick. that? Oh come on! Oh right, yeah, I understood that. You, you are so thick this well, morning. Everybody's done it. Exactly. Yeah. See, they're all clever, your listeners. Yeah. Unlike Mr. Steve Allen. This well morning. done to everybody because they all got it right. Oh, by the way, tonight, guess what makes EastEnders unique? What is going to be unique about EastEnders tonight? Is this the thing that um, Ofcom's approved? Yeah. This is the story. This is the the paedophile story. No. No? Oh, no, sorry, no, it's not that, then. Guess what it's going to be tonight? What is it? An all-black episode. Oh. No white people featuring in it whatsoever. All black. A script that only deals with black issues. Oh, right. So that's what they're going to do tonight. OK. That's what they say. 
I have to be honest, you have to ask yourself the question, why? The last time we had a black soap opera, it didn't do very well at all. Norman Beaton did one. And in fact, we've had various things. Why would they want to change that unless they're, they're appealing to somebody or something? Because I thought they ended up getting rid of most of their black characters. We had the Truman family, and this is all based around them. But I thought they've just got rid of that nice woman that we all liked in it. And they've got rid of all the other black people. Are they doing this because people are saying, wait a minute, you had black characters in it. What you got rid of them for? So they've got, well, oh, tell you what we're doing. Let's put a black, you know, it's almost a bit patronising. Hmm. Strange that they're doing it. It does seem a bit strange. Uh, So it will be. The BBC has not advertised the fact that the episode will not include a white character for the first time in 23 years. And it will revolve around the Truman family without a word from a non-black barmaid, shopkeeper or passerby. The Albert Square script includes references to civil rights leader Martin Luther King, coloureds, Negroes and the racist 1950s slogan, Keep Britain White. How bizarre. It is rather bizarre. How bizarre. Because uh, it, uh, I thought that they'd already got rid of all these people. However, a synopsis on the BBC's website doesn't mention this fact. Hmm. I, th- I thought maybe it's an April 1st thing. Why would they, why would they come up with this? Uh, the storyline involving uh, the anchor's ex, Tony, abusing her 15-year-old stepdaughter, was cleared of breaching broadcasting rules by Ofcom. So there you go. Fair enough. So well done on the 50p thing. Yeah. Well done on the 50p thing. Well done, thing. everyone. Well done there. Oh, and uh, Paul Gascoigne on his descent into insanity. Like we care, I'm afraid. LBC 97. The number for the uh, the how low is 88821. OK, 888-21. So you send your text to Steve, then the bid in pence, and it's 88821. That bid will cost pound fifty. plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 7am. Got to be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And it's a special Nintendo Wii. Very nice indeed. Here's a man who needs as much exercise as he can get at the moment. It's our sports editor, Phil Blacker. Yeah, my back's gone, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, actually, I wish you'd ask me. I've got tablets for that at home. Have I've got really? some di- diclofenic. Too much exercise. Which is for... I've got some Nurofen Plus. I might call on that later. Really? That's right, yeah. Shall okay. I get on with the sport? Yes, yeah. go on. <laughs> Tottenham have moved five points clear of the uh, Premier League's relegation zone after a 2-1 win at Hull City last night. Defender Jonathan Woodgate headed the winner just five minutes from the end at the KC Stadium. Manager Harry Redknapp's please still got a bit of breathing space. I don't want to see Hull go down more than anyone else. I don't care who goes as long as we don't go, to be perfectly honest. But um, it, yeah, it keeps them involved in it and it pulls the teams on 30 points that would have been getting away from us if we'd have got beat today. We're, we're back in the pack again and uh, it was important. The Champions League returns tonight with two Anglo-Italian ties to start the knockout stages. Manchester United face a potential defensive crisis for the first leg. Away to Jose Mourinho's Inter Milan, Nemanja Vidic is suspended. And Gary Neville, Wes Brown and Raphael all injured. And manager Sir Alex Ferguson admitting their two most likely replacements are also doubtful. Obviously we have some injury problems and it's O'Shea will do a little light session, not with the team. John Evans is unable to train. Everyone else is fit. It's travelled. Arsenal also face Italian opposition tonight. They play their first leg at home to Roma, who've not won on their last five trips to England. But they're going to 17 points off the top of the Premier League. This competition now becomes their most important this season. They have injury problems up front with Emmanuel Adebayor joining Eduardo and Theo Walcott on the sidelines. A new signing, Andrea Scharving, can't play because he's cup-tied. He'll be at the Emirates Stadium tonight for that game. England's cricketers had a decent workout on the final day of their tour match against the Barbados President's eleven. Amjad Khan was the pick of the bowlers, taking 
taking five for 79 in his first game since being called up to the squad as cover. Alistair Cook and Ian Bell then scored half centuries as England finished on 142 for two in their second innings at the close. Giles Clark has survived the storm over the Stamford scandal and been officially confirmed as the chairman of the England and Wales Cricket Board for the next two years, despite calls for his resignation. Over the ECB's dealings with Sir Alan Stamford, he'll remain in his post for a second term until October 2011. And there are three race meetings today. They go over the jumps at Catterick and Leicester and on the all-weather at Lingfield. And Steve Allen's racing tip is next. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. Well, surprise, surprise, another winner for Mr Blacker, says Alex, and with each winner he just proves that you don't need me anymore. Oh, don't say that. Exactly, don't say that, honestly. You have to go around and tap him on the head every so often. So, uh, the Willie Woodcock, Wiley Woodcock, ninth out of tenth for Alexander. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, lost two pounds, uh, but your badge of honour won at eight to eleven, which gave you a profit of... One pound forty-five. Yeah. But disappointed about the price, actually. Yeah, price was, was disappointing. Lot, it was a lot better than that in the morning. But yeah, but listen, you've got nine pound ninety-two oh, yeah. in your little pocket. Well, I was hoping to creep back into double figures and just fell short. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I'm quite pleased with that. <laughs> so Tuesday's lost cause for for Alex is the two o'clock at Lingfield. Kiari, as opposed to Kiora. I'll be your dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, win only, Kiari. Kiari. Okay, I'm uh, taking him on actually. Two o'clock at Linfield as well with uh, with Bromhead. Right, Bromhead. Bromhead. Sorry, I just all of a sudden there was a flurry of activity. It's okay, magazine. <laughs> I'm in. dashing out to go and get it. Go on, quick. I need that. Yes, you do. Wait a minute. Oh, hang on. <laughs> so exciting. It is exciting. We're on a mission now Off to I get go. to get okay, magazine. Okay, run like the wind. I'm running. You watch till he gets out the door, and then he'll walk very slowly. <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing. I'm just saying, doing well. Uh, so Kiari and your one. I know. I'm sorry about your back. That's you should have. If you'd phoned me this morning, because I always carry every tablet. <laughs> normal, and I only got the other day from the from the doctor some diclofenic, which is exactly for back pain. Oh, is it really? Because it's absolutely awful. But yeah. I have got some neurofenic. I just woke up this morning with a really bad back. No, is it in no the small of your back. Is it in the small? Uh, the top. Oh, the top. So oh, here. Just uh, between the shoulders, but a little bit down. Do you know? I've got everybody's getting this at the moment. Nick's had it. I mm-hmm. think Nick's had some some injections for oh, it. Oh, you were saying actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got here on my. Uh, this has been for about a week now, isn't it? And it's just. And I put some Tiger Balm ointment on it the other day, which is great, but it just means you smell like a chemist <laughs> for about fifteen minutes. But I've, I have got some anti-inflammatory, which is uh, some Nurofen Plus. I work. Look at this, us doing our medicine. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's sad. We're all falling apart. It's great. So I'll, I'll give you those later. Thank and you. That will, that will make you feel a bit better. Yes. Because I think in your shoulder it's anti-inflammatory. Is that right? Need. I think so. I'm not, I'm not medically qualified. No. But uh, we'll, we'll sort it out later. Because it can be absolute... It just annoys you. It is annoying, actually, yeah. It's horrid. I think, I think I've overdone the training. My body's not used to the trauma. Tell me about it. Listen, my body every day doesn't get used to the trauma. just all waking <laughs> up, I think. All right, well, good luck for that. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Will do. OK, Phil's back with Nick Ferrari on Breakfast this morning. Quentin Letts is in to do the uh, papers for today. Plus, they're going to be talking about Stephen Lawrence's The Met Still Racist, uh, Blood Contamination and uh, Business Battlefront with Theopophetis, plus pawnbrokers profiteering from the downturn. Because you know there are some big pawnbrokers in London, but uh, they don't call them that. It reminds me of the story years ago of a guy who took his uh, Rolls-Royce in there. Brand new Rolls-Royce fan said, how much are you going to give me for this? And they went, oh, I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll lend you £200,000. He went, oh, that's fantastic. So he went away, came back, 
three weeks later and said, listen, I've got the 200,000, he gave it back and said, how much interest? And they went, well, actually, it's only uh, 1,600 or whatever it was. And he paid it and they said, you know, why did you need the money that quickly? He said, I didn't. He said, I was away on holiday. He said, and it's the best place to park the car and know that you'll look after it. So it was actually quite cheap. In the long run. Uh, plus, they're going to spend uh, lollipop, they're talking about, with Keith Burroughs, Cabinet Minister for Transport and Planning at Hillingdon Council. Why spend money putting cameras in lollipops? These aren't the lollipop ladies and men, are they? That'll be interesting. All with Nick Ferrari, after the news at seven this morning. In a minute, we'll have OK Magazine. We'll find out just how many pages they've devoted to Jade Gooding. It'll be the first look at it. But uh, Darren Tossell joins us now. Morning, Darren. Morning to you. Where are we off to today? Where can we send um... people? We've got three things to do. At lunchtime today, of course, it is uh, the Great Spitalfields Pancake Race. Oh, being Pancake Day. Shrove Tuesday today yeah. for those who, you who are religious. Time to use up all your uh, ingredients, flour, water and eggs and things. Uh, this is in aid of the London Ambulance Air Team. Good. And it takes place in Brick Lane from 12.30. And there are prizes for the best. I was going to say, um, best tossing in the pancake. Yes. Best dress. It's not so easy what? running along. They actually broke some records on Paul O'Grady's show the other night. They brought a load of celebrities in and they had them uh, tossing in the studio and they broke Ooh. two records. I think Tim Vincent did one and somebody else. Oh, Ben, ben Shepherd. Unfortunately, Nancy Loudmouth Lamb thought she'd won, but they had to point out to her that no, you hadn't won anything. No, well, so, But they did two, two Guinness Book of Records. It all takes place from 12.30, 91 Brick Lane. Get yourself down there. Uh, there's going to be the Marble String Band. There's a team of E-Team Clowns. All sorts of uh, uh, fancy dress as well. Lovely. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a chance to taste one or two as well. <laughs> uh, okay, this week down one. at the National Gallery. Perfect for you, this one, Steve. Picasso, challenging the path. I know how you love modern art. Oh. <laughs> no, you <laughs> love it. Don't, don't start me on modern art. Uh, sources of inspiration, there's uh, the playful side of Picasso, revolutionary wrote more than 60 pieces of art down at the National Gallery. Starts on the 25th, that's tomorrow, runs through till the 7th of June, tickets from £6 onwards. I suggest you probably book in advance, especially for the weekends, because right. I think this was going to be quite popular. But this is more for you, Steve, from today, down at the Victorian Albert Museum. A big exhibition of... Cakes. First time, first time they've done this. What is it? Hats. Hats. Hats, Hats oh. yes. The first hat you will see as you walk in belong to, quite appropriately, Prince Albert in right. Queen Victoria. Oh, this nice. Is down at the Victorian Albert Museum. There's also going to be a hat from uh, the Egyptian era, 6, 600 BC. Oh, lovely. And also various hats belonging to lots of famous people, including Madonna, Boy George... Marlena Dietrich, and one designed by Cecil Bean from My Fair Lady. Now, that's the one I want to see. Right. You've seen the film My Fair Lady. Yes, absolutely. And the big thing about that, especially during the racing, are the hats. That starts today, runs through until the 31st of May. Tickets cost four to five pounds. They can be booked online as well. You fancy that one? Uh, That's not bad, actually. I I like the V&A anyway, so I think you can kill two birds with one stone. I think you can go there, you can see that. Do you have to pay extra for that one or not? You do, yeah. Yeah, £45. Also, uh, hats from Chanel, Christian Dior. Lovely. Philip Tracy, Stephen Jones. If if, if it's as good as the Supremes exhibition they did, it'll be worthwhile a trip down there today. I can't work out if the kids are still off school. I think some of them are still off. 
Some of them are, yes. Mm. I was down at London Zoo yesterday taking some photographs. There were still loads of children. I kept saying, why aren't you at school? Very so nice. Some, yeah, some of them off this week as well. Excellent. OK, well, we'll see you on uh, Sunday for Gadgets. Gadget time. Look forward to that. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Bye. Take care. Bye. There's Darren Tossel. Uh, very quickly, uh, Judy says, thank you for yesterday's mention on the programme, Steve. A lovely start to my first day in the new job because she's been unemployed and she finally got a job. She said, I forgot to say I'm a PA and have secured temporary work locally. Over the moon to be working again. Unemployment is truly awful. I will be listening from six as usual and especially look forward to Tuesday with Alan Dodgen which is good news. However, I went to Scott's on Friday night at the restaurant and had the most delicious apple pie with with custard. Bramley apple pie. And I then get an email. You never know who's listening to this programme. Hi, Steve. I listen to your show every morning from 6.15 onwards on my way to work. I heard you talking about the apple pie you had on Friday night at Scott's. I'm the group pastry chef of Caprice Holdings, and it gave me a smile to know you enjoyed it. I love the show. Regards, Phil Usher. Aww. So there you go, you see? Thanks Even at Scott's. Thank you, Phil, very much indeed. In a moment, we'll go through OK Magazine. How many pages have they devoted to Jay's wedding, and just who were the celebrities? All after this. This is LBC 97.3. 27 is at the time, LBC 97.3. Together with the Jordan Tourism Board, Marriott Hotels and Royal Jordanian Airlines are giving you the chance to win a fantastic seven-night holiday to Jordan for two. Jordan's renowned for the stunning city of Petra, but for adventure lovers, there are four-by-four trips in Wadi Rum, and for some worshippers, luxury hotels on the Red and Dead Seas. All you have to do, make sure you're listening to Nick Ferrari. It says all next week, but I think they're doing it this week, actually, on The Breakfast Show, because I heard him doing this yesterday. And it keeps saying on here, next week, and I'm, I'm convinced it's this week they're running the competition. More information, chance to win, go to our website, lbc.co.uk. It's a lovely holiday, but I'm convinced he's doing it because he did it yesterday on the programme, so it must be this week. I love Jordan. Oh, I've never been, I'd love to go. Mm, lovely place. How many pages in OK Magazine? 25. 25 pages, no celebrities. No cele- well, I say no celebrities. Two photos. Two, two photos. They've done three pictures uh, of, uh, of people who went there, mainly her sort of friends. They've got Kevin Adams. He always looks a bit shifty to me. I don't know something about Kevin Adams. Her, uh, her grandfather, who's sporting more tattoos than Jade, and uh, the boys wearing their little suits. And, uh, and then uh, the trouble is there's a limit to how many pictures you can look at. But this is only part one. This is part one. It goes... It goes on next week. Part two. The show is, once you've seen one picture of Jade, you've seen every picture but, of Jade. But to be honest, that, that's kind of what you see in any wedding album. Exactly, but it's just him and her. Mm. And uh, Jonathan Blake is the bishop. This is the man you remember who stuck his kids up on top of the flower pot on top of the roof and was photographed. For the, this is the same balmy bloke. That's the same bloke. They've got him there. Uh, so they've got various other people here. They've got singer Jamelia and husband Darren Byfield. They've got the mother of the bride, a revolting woman, and uh, and then they've got various grand... There's no celebrities, though, and I'm very surprised. I really thought there were going to be loads and loads of people. But uh, Jack doesn't look as though he even bothered to have a shave. Well, actually, do you know what? There might, the look now. there might be more celebrities... Well, there must have been more celebrities there, but they're probably going to appear in next, next week's, week's edition. Yeah. Maybe well, the there was Richard and Judy, we know that. Well, there you are, then, you Anthony Costa is pictured here. But I, th- I thought it was going to be absolutely wall-to-wall celebs. But it might be, because what they've done in this edition is they've taken the photos of her getting ready for the wedding and actually then going down the aisle yeah. and of the actual ceremony, yeah. and they've only take- shown a couple of the um, photos of the groups together. So to I be honest with you, week... I think it's a bit disappointing. 
Well, for 25 pages. 25 pages of... of it's not a cheap picture either. Of, it's not. It's two ninety-five. this issue, which is just under £3, for, for, for lots of pictures of Jade. But what trouble is, as I say, they all look exactly the same. And next week, you've got the hilarious speeches, emotional first dance, celebrity latecomers, crazy dancing, bouncy castle, stunning fireworks, Brit award-winning girl band, and surprise Hollywood tribute, singing waiters, which sounds naff beyond belief, and Bobby's heartfelt letter to his dying mother. Well, there you go, then. I think that's next week. It's going to be riveting, isn't it? It's five. You know, do you think they understand what it is now? I, mean, I wonder if a lot of the celebrities didn't go to the actual wedding itself, but went to the, um, the evening do. Well, Richard, Richard Madeley went to... Um, the whole thing? No, he just... They went for the uh, lunch. Well, there you go. That's what I mean, then. Yes, but there was nobody mentioned in the papers. All the papers have only said Anthony Costa, Aldo Zilli, Richard and Judy, Paul O'Grady, Nick Ross, and, and that was it. Does it matter that there wasn't that many celebrities? Well, I thought it would be wall-to-wall. So, to be honest with you, I thought it would have been all the people on Big Brother that she was on with. I mean, would that not make perfect sense? Somebody said on the television yesterday, Colleen said she organised the whole thing. She didn't. She didn't. Colleen said she organised yeah, it. Yeah, Colleen said this. Because she said she spoke to Anthony Costa. And, uh, and obviously that's where she was gleaning her information from. It's completely wrong. She didn't organise it all. What she did, she read that in the paper. But it was organised by this bloke who was a singing teacher. And OK Magazine. OK Magazine would have to approve everything, seeing as they, they were coughing up the money for it. But I thought it would have been all the Big Brother people she was with. Would you not have thought so? Well, I, w- I wasn't sure if she kept in touch with them, to be honest. Why would she keep in touch with them? Well, I don't... Well, I don't know. I just thought... I've just never thought seen she her would. out with them, so I don't... I would never... Do you know well, what? I've never seen her out thing. with any celebrities. But that's the thing. I would never associate her with the other people from Big Brother anymore. No. She, she seems to have departed from that side. Strange. Uh, Paul O'Grady is also featured in... OK Magazine, they say here he has revealed he might pull the plug on his Channel 4 chat show. He said no such thing. He announced yesterday on his programme. He said it is not true. He said the contract's up in December. He said, I don't know. That depends on more money, he says. <laughs> if there's more money, I might carry on doing it. Fair enough. But uh, they've also got lots... Of, I, love, I like reading the parties to see who's doing the, uh, the rounds of the party system. Do you ever tick thing. off the ones that you were invited to? No. One, well, I always look one. at them and think, who are you? There's the stars supporting our troops. They say, dancing superstar Brendan Cole and celebrity big brothers Ben Adams. I don't want to be rude. Who's Ben Adams? Who is Ben Adams? No idea. No idea. Oh, wait a minute. He was in A1. Oh, dear. Oh, he was him. the little one in A1. Oh, oh there's another guy from A1 about to release an album as well. Really? Yeah. All right. Got sent the press release on that. All right. And here's uh, people who were at the UK premiere of Confessions of a Shopaholic. Duncan James, Bianca Gascoigne. What a laugh she is. Uh, Liz McLarnan, Tamara Eccleston and a few other people. So the usual Z list. The the usual. There's somebody here called Fleur Cooper. You can't believe somebody's actually called Fleur Cooper, can you? It's like seeing anybody who works on any of the quizzes on the television. They're a bit worrying. And um, I'm trying to find... Se- there's, there's no proper celebrities now. There's just a lot of bleach blonde bit. For some reason, Cleo Rockus has started doing the rounds of the party circuit again. I think we're running out of celebrities. I think we're running out, actually. And um, Ashley... Uh, sorry, Ashleen Horgan-Wallace. Who? Exactly. Well, no idea who she is. Not a clue. Apparently, oh, she was in Big Brother. Oh, dear, I'm oh, looking a bit past it now. And uh, Louise Radnap. Rednap. Dear... <laughs> Still out on the party circuit, dear. A little bit old for that kind of thing. But, uh, but that's it. So, OK, Jade Goody, 25 pages. Not really that good. I don't think it's worth I don't it, think to it's be honest, that, I don't think it's worth it either. But I'll tell you what you'll do. You'll probably go and have a look at it. But to be honest, it's every page is a picture of Jade Goody, which once you've seen one picture, you've seen the old But lot. have you noticed, it's not shrink-wrapped. No, it's not. I thought... It, I did say yesterday, I did think it was going to be shrink-wrapped. I thought it was going to because be. Because I thought they would obviously try and make money out of it that way, but they haven't done it. No. 
and uh, all they've done is they've just done 25 pages but this is the first part next yeah. part next week well, it says on, it says on page 26 yeah <laughs> it says coming next week yeah and all the but things- they say here on the front cover special tribute issue i suppose if you paid three quarters of a million quid and all you've ended up with is 25 pages of uh, of a convicted thug jade goody and the two kids and some people you've never heard of then that's fine if it was all celebrities i could understand it but isa not all celebrities no Rather a shame. Listen, just about it for this morning, as as it's Pancake Day. Don't forget, you've literally got about a minute and a half to get your bids in for the special Nintendo Wii in the How Low. Hello! So good luck for uh, for that one. And uh, I'm back with you tomorrow. Alan will probably go home now and attempt to make pancakes. What do you mean attempt? I'll be very good at it. Are you, you good at much. making pancakes? I'm very good. I'm absolute... I mean, having thrown the last you, ones all over the... We're just going to you don't listen to a word I say during this show, because I was telling you all about it earlier. But no, you just went on to a different topic. I think I was more interesting, actually, strangely enough. But anyway, uh, I am back with you tomorrow at the same time. Thank you to Jan, uh, down in Hornchurch. I'll send Alan down. He can, he, he, he can decorate. He's, he's very good at things like that. If you go to steveallenshow.com, there's information on there which, which may be of interest to you who live around that area. OK, uh, Alan's back next week. Do please learn how to podcast, and you can Twitter with us. You can do all sorts of things. And don't forget, in about a few weeks' time, there'll be brand-new LBC publicity photos. Ooh. Together with makeup and clever lighting and airbrush. I'm told airbrushing. I've told them I'll only have the photos done if there's, if there's airbrushing. No, bless your heart. Thank you, Alan. No worries. Always a pleasure. Always. Great to see you. Love you too. Nick Ferrari is with you after the news, which is next on LBC 97.3. Your home. <laughs> 